Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. As Sheikh Amunasir mentioned, inshallah, today I'm going to be talking to you all about the next step. And Mufti Kamani and Sheikh Muntasir gave us a, a very vivid and clear background on the reality of resurrection and the reality of the hereafter. And the nature of it is that a lot of times we don't necessarily spend time thinking about what comes after this, right? That we are focused on getting what we can today. We're focused on building a future in this world, but we don't necessarily have that thought in the back of our heads about the reality that this world is not forever. And when you start to think about that and you realize the verses that Allah has brought in the Quran, you, it really puts into perspective life. And typically what's, what ends up happening is that we start to think about this perspective of life when we've lost someone close to us or when someone passes away unexpectedly. Those situations are kind of what shocks us back into place. But what happens if you haven't had that shocker in so long? What happens if you haven't had that reminder in so long? So Allah gives us descriptions of the Day of Judgment and he gives us descriptions of resurrection that may seem very scary, which it is in reality, it's very scary. But then with each of those descriptions, he gives us something else. And that is that you could be saved from all of this terror, from all of this hardship, from all of this def difficulty, from the anxiety, from, the perplex from being perplexed on that day, just by being a servant to Allah. Not by being perfect, not by saying, you know what, Ya Allah, I didn't make any mistakes in this world. No, not by being perfect, by being a servant to Allah, by trying, by making effort towards God. And so Allah SWT says in the Quran, He says, That on that day, the trumpet will be blown and everyone that is in the heavens and the earth will be terrified. And fuzia means for someone to have like, to be nervous, to be perplexed, to not really understand. I know that this is like a serious conversation, but 
I am who I am. You ever wake up from like an accidental nap and you don't know where you're at and you don't know who's talking to you the next night? Yeah, perplexed, right? Really perplexed. So Allah SWT says, they will be perplexed. They will wake up. They will be so confused on what's happening because of how, how terrified you are. Except for the one who God will explain tafsir. They say, it's not that no one will be affected by that, that trumpet, but rather the perplexity or being in that sadness that somebody may feel because of the digits that they put forth or the lack thereof, if someone has that relationship with God and Allah SWT bestows his immense mercy and that trumpet, it's like, oh, okay, my time for Jannah is coming closer, right? So instead of feeling like stressed and feeling like, you know, really like this is the end and like I'm going to hell and all these, they'll feel like, you know what, I'm going to meet Allah, right? And sometimes you meet those type of people here in this world. Sometimes you meet people who are prepared to meet God. And I always want to be so good that they're ready to meet Allah. And it's not about a person, again, being perfect, that they're ready to meet Allah, but it's about a person that has perspective and a person that has understanding and a person that has put with their relationship with Allah, that they know that the wrath of God is real, but they also know that the compassion and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is real as well. And so with that, they make effort to bring away from that which is wrong. And then Allah SWT says, That each and every single person and every single thing on the heavens and the earth will come to him and like as if they have no type of like control. Right? In another place in the Quran, Allah SWT says, That when the trumpet will be sounded, that everyone in the heavens and the earth will fall down. And meaning that they will, they will pass away. And they will be senseless. Like, I just don't understand. You're trying hard to figure out where it came from. Yeah, that's it. They will just senselessly throw themselves down. And Allah SWT says, إِلَّا مَنْ Allah, Except for the one is that people will still go down because that's what the trumpet is signifying. But it won't be senseless. Why? Because you are aware in this world of the signs of Allah SWT. You are aware of this world. When that time comes, you'll be aware of Allah. And then Allah SWT says, And then there will be another sounding of the trumpet. That second sounding is what's known as resurrection. This is when everybody will come crawling out of their graves. And they will all be standing and they will be staring and looking. Now, earlier today when I was preparing for my... I like to ask around. I like to, you know, survey my coworkers. Um, be like, what you think, you know? <laughs> so I asked Stad Murphy, I was like, do you want my session? My second question to him was, okay, what would you talk about? Like, how would you put this in perspective? And he gave me a very good perspective. And he said, the day of judgment, the way that Allah SWT describes resurrection is that everything normal is no longer normal, right? That everything that you think to be normal and how you see this world and how you experience dunya is upside down. And you get, a, you're ex every time something strange happens in your life in dunya, you try to find like a safe space, right? This is why they tell people in public speaking, like, find a safe corner. That doesn't work, by the way. They say safe corner, right? Whenever you go to like a, a public gathering, aka yesterday, you're like, okay, where's my safe space, right? 
You try to find a safe space. And with. Now, Allah tells us the description of the day of judgment. And in those descriptions, you see that there's nothing you're familiar with. And the only thing that you can find solace in, hopefully thing you can find solace in, is your good deeds and the mercy and the kindness of God. Now, if someone did not take advantage of Allah's forgiveness in this world, it's going to be very difficult for them. If someone did not take advantage of Allah's compassion and mercy in this world, it will be very difficult for them to be able to find that compassion and mercy in the hereafter. And it's going to be seeking from God on the day of judgment is what he's offering to you to now, right? What is the dua of the last 10 days? Aisha radiallahu ta'ala when she asked the Prophet what I make in this time? He says, make the dua that, oh Allah, forgive me because you love to forgive. Right? God loves to forgive. He loves to forgive. And so Allah SWT is not expect up or come on the day of judgment and resurrection and be there perfect. I know I keep repeating the same thing, but I think I need to drill it in. That that's not what God is expecting of you. But God is expecting of you to have that when you made a mistake in this world, you say, oh, Allah, I messed up, and you turn back to him. Even if you end up making that mistake again, you turn back to him, and you say, oh, Allah, I messed up, I turn to him, he turns to them, right? Allah SWT says that I, in a hadith Qudsi, that I am how my servant thinks of me. And so the reality of it is that if you thought of Allah SWT to be compassionate and free, and yes, his wrath to be true, and yes, the hereafter to be true, then what would you do in this world? you will make sure that you do your responsibility towards God. And when you fall short on it, like in any other situation, what do you do? You go and you make it up. And so Allah SWT tells us some descriptions of the hereafter, of the resur of resurrection and day of judgment that are very disoriented. They're different from what we know. Allah SWT says, وَإِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَّتْ And when the earth is ripped apart, right? You ever seen like a thunderstorm? You see the lightning coming down. It looks like the earth is splitting. But then it's like, quick, it's done. You go about your business. But on this day, the earth will split apart. And he says, That why would the earth split apart? Because it's obeying its Lord at its right. And this is the scary part. Because someone can be doing something or, you know, being and doing something or acting a certain way, and you could tell them to stop, right? You say, don't do that. Just don't do it. You go and try to tell the sky, like, this is scary, you should stop, but they're like, I'm obeying my Lord. Literally, the sky is obeying God. It's not gonna stop. You're like, I'm not ready. The sky does not care. The angels do not care. Why? Because their responsibility and their commitment, first and foremost, and devotion is to Allah SWT. So Allah says, That it is obeying its Lord and is doing its the right of Allah, what is right for what God has told them to do. And when the earth has, has leveled out, meaning there will be no mountains, and we'll talk about the mountains too. It will be plain. And it will be as if you can see like from one end of the earth to another. The reason why we can't see that is because there are hills, there are mountains, there's water, there's all these different things that get obstruct your view. But it'll be flat and it'll be plain. And this is where everybody will be gathered. And the earth will, will spill out 
all of its contents, meaning anything that existed on the earth, it will go away, it will vanish. It will no longer be there. Why would it do this? Because it's obeying its Lord and its Lord's right. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Kaf, And on that day, you will find that the, the mountains will be sailing. Can you imagine? Mountains are made as pegs, right? You ever seen a mountain before? You ever drove through a mountain before? Imagine a mountain turning into like water. A mountain is sailing in the earth. Like you're looking up and there's mountains flowing up, floating, just around. What you know of a mountain is for it to be firm. What you know of a mountain is for it to be established into the earth. And now that knowledge that you have is upside down. And so Allah SWT says, On the day that we will make the mountains move, we'll make them like slide and glide. And you will see the earth is like an open plain. And we shall gather all people together and we won't leave anyone behind. In another place, Allah SWT says, When the earth is shaking so much in convulsion, and it's, it's as if like it's like the entire earth is having an earthquake. Right? This is after resurrection. You've come up and you're standing there and you're experiencing this. Well, and the mountains are broken down. And they become dust dispersing in the air. A mountain has crumbled. And now it's just dust. It's nothing. That this is the reality of, the, of resurrection. That you will find people sweating in their own sweat out of the reality of having to answer to their deeds, and that's going to be the next session with Ustad Atva, that you will find people, you know, standing, and that in Surah Al-Hajj, Allah SWT opens it up, talking about a mother, and he says, this is the day that the mother will not have any concern for her child in her belly. You ever seen a pregnant woman in her first trimester with her first child? You can't tell them nothing. Nothing. They're like, I'm not eating nothing. I'm not eating anything. I don't want to look at anyone. I don't want bad energy around my baby. Protective. And on that day, they will forget that they're carrying. They'll forget that they're carrying. That on the day, on that day, a mother who is feeding their child, who is nursing their child, a mother that's nursing will literally wake up out of their sleep to nurse their child, will forget their child to the side. That meaning is the day that every single thing you thought you cared so much about does not matter because you're standing before Allah. And I want to close off with a surah that really brings, it doesn't go through every detail of resurrection, but it, I feel like it really puts into perspective what we're dealing with. And so Allah SWT says in Surah Al-Infitar, that this is the day when the sky is torn apart. And the stars are scattered. Like once was a cluster, a ball of energy, now this just scattered everywhere. It doesn't look the way that it normally looked. And when the seas are pouring forward, you know how oceans and seas are contained, right? They're not like flowing into our homes. Now they're just gushing everywhere. They're flowing forward. 
And then Allah SWT says, and when the graves are turned inside out and people are coming out of it, that each soul would know what it has done and what it has not done. Meaning each soul at that point will either be feeling the anxiety of what they put forward, the, the anxiety of what they haven't put forward, the good that they haven't done, or they will be feeling, okay, I tried. Not I'm perfect, but I tried, right? So every soul will know that which they have done or that which they have left undone. Allah SWT says in another place of the Quran that on this day, man ja'a bi hasanatin falahu khayrun minha. That whoever came with good, they tried, they did some good, then that person will get the best out of it. Wahum min faza'in yawmi'idin aminun. And they will be rewarded with something. They will be secure from all of that. You remember I said fuzza is like a level of anxiety and like being perplexed. They'll be cured from it. They'll be clear because of their belief. But whoever comes with a bad deed with like wrong, then for that person, their faces will be casted down towards the hellfire. Are you being repaid except for what you've done? Right? We talk about fairness a lot. We talk about, you know, just and being, being balanced and all of these things a lot. And Allah SWT is saying this is the most just. That whoever comes with good, khalas, your good will be presented for you. But whoever comes with bad, then just know that this is what you've done. But does Allah SWT give us ways out of the wrong that we've done? Absolutely. Does the Prophet teach us? Absolutely. The Prophet says what? That whenever someone makes a mistake, they should follow up that sin with a good deed. Why? So it can wipe it out. Not tit for tat, but showing you that you still have good within you. You can still do better even though you took a step back. You can still do better even though you made this mistake. And so Allah SWT says, back to Surah Al-Fitar, He says, That every soul will know that which they have done and the things that they left undone. What you left undone are the sins that you did not repent to Allah for. That's what you've left undone. It's not about the sin itself. It's about not going back to your Lord who has constantly called you back to Him. And then Allah SWT says, Oh mankind, oh human beings, what has made you so careless against your honorable Lord? What has made you so... After hearing the reality of resurrection, the reality of the hereafter, the reality of Jannah and Jahannam, after knowing the reality of Allah, what has made you so careless against God? What has made you so forgetful about Allah SWT? That he's the one who created you. He proportioned you. Okay? He fashioned you. He gave you who you are. He proportioned you. He made you exactly what you needed to be and who you needed to be. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
in whatsoever way that he thought was so beautiful to cast you in. That first he made us all with like similar things, okay? Skeletons, blah, 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 this and that. And then he made each person their own distinct way. That even identical twins, identical twins do not have the same fingerprint. Isn't that wild? Two people that you may not be able to tell apart on their face, you can tell apart by their finger? So he crafted you, he created you, he proportioned you, he gave you your beauty, he gave you the ability to worship him, he gave you understanding, he gave you a heart, he gave you family, he gave you so many good things. What has made you or compelled you to be so neglectful towards someone or something that has given you every single thing that you needed, whether you thought about it or not? That's the question. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rather, you still disbelieve or you still deny the reality of the hereafter. And you will be standing over on that day. And then he says, But you'll be stood over that day. And they will be writing generously, writing and recording what you've done. Now, for those who did not neglect God, and they did not, you know, for, forget how honorable Allah is, and they did not forget the position that God should have in their life, then for them, then they will live in this bliss of good, like your. Resurrection hereafter, you have nothing to worry about. You're going to be the people, there are people that are described in the Quran as while everybody's going through the anxieties of the day of judgment, they're chilling. Like they're busy being happy. How do you get that? Everybody is stressed and you're chilling. Your waiting room is like Jannah. It's like the, the pre-Jannah to Jannah. And you're like, wow, can't get no better than this. Right? Sitting in the bliss of good and happiness. Now for those who forget the position that God should have in their life and the place that they should put Allah As for those who are wicked. Right? And this, you ha someone has to be a real terrible person for you to call them wicked. It's like in their heart. Right? So Allah says, well, As for those who are wicked, they just had no care. Lafi jahim. Then for them, they will go to hellfire. Yes, alone yomuddin. They will all enter it. They will enter it on the day of judgment. anha And they won't find any escape from the hellfire on that day. So what will really truly explain to you the reality of the day of judgment? Like seriously, what can, what can just encompass the day of judgment in one statement and really show you the reality of it? Allah SWT says, It is a day when no human being, no soul, no nafs will be able to do anything for anyone else. It is a day when no soul 
No person who thinks that they have authority will have authority, will have the ability to do anything over anyone else. Your, your body cannot even, your tongue and the way that you want to defend yourself cannot even do that. Elisabeth says, did you go here? And you're going to want to be like, well, let me tell you what happened that day. And your feet will speak and say, yeah, Allah, we went there. And this is what happened. You won't be able to even get, utter an excuse, let alone go and help your friend, let alone go and help your child, let alone go and help your parents. No, on that day, nobody will be worried about their friends and their family or anything. Every person will be worried about their own soul. And on that day, true command will only belong to Allah. I pray that Allah allows us to be people that are chilling on the day of resurrection. That Allah allows us to be people that are smelling the fragrance of Jannah. That Allah allows us to be people who live our lives as if we want to go to Jannah. That Allah allows us to be people who worship him as if we can, not, as if we can see him. And even though we cannot see him, we know that he sees us. That Allah allows us to be sincere in our actions and in our relationships. That Allah allows us to be people of faith. Allah allows us to be people of honesty and truth. And Allah allows us to be people who walk in the footsteps of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I pray that Allah forgives us in this month of forgiveness. That Allah allows us to be better. That Allah allows us to walk into our true selves that he has made us to be. And Allah allows us to be people who carry on mercy in this world. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nasta wa natubu ilayk. Jazakallah khairan.